All right, so let me do this. I'm going to give, uh, for, I see questions already coming in, so I have someone on my side that's going to be funneling those questions to me. So I'm going to wait for one moment and actually wait for those questions to come in. And while I'm doing that, I'm actually going to dial in the space. I have this uh, new way or quite ancient way of actually making sure I'm synchronized perfectly with the space that I'm in. And that's by looking deep into the numerology of each day of the week. And the Enneology, which is the system that we have been heralding over in Ambassador Training and over on the Secret Energy site that we're actually going to be taking out of the alpha stage into beta and allowing others to see just how dialed in and this this uh, information is to who we are and what we are to become and how we all connect with each other. And in this numerology, it's very interesting because it's about it's about three or four thousand years old. Actually, it's probably as old as is the realization of this particular realm that we're in. But what it states is that there is a sequence to even the days of the week, and that is based on the numbers. And this is the connection between math being a cognate of the word ma'at. So that's math, M-A-T-H, and then ma'at, M-A-A-T. These two words are actually uh, have roots within each other, and it just means that the true and highest laws of wisdom are exact, like math. And in that, we actually find numerology, which many think are not log- just logic. You know, logic is seen sometimes as masculine. But in fact, logic is used also by the feminine force and the androgynous forces alike in order to create things perfectly. It's just like within math that if you have one number, then often the whole equation is off. So, too, that is how the reality of manifestation works. And this is why only few can perfectly manifest the things that they want. And in order to get better at that, then you have to actually pay attention to the numerical sequences, which is a language that is going on around you at all times, and then also how to dial in, or i.e. invoke or evoke, the type of energies that are needed to create the proper formulas in the space that you're in. Some may say, well, what are you talking about? What is this all about? What I'm talking about is that each number is actually a symbol. And the lowest form of use of numbers is to count one, two, three, four, counting money, counting people, counting times, which was always seen as taboo in the ancient cultures, even to, to count your cows and to count your sheep. You would just always look for the abundance so you wouldn't want a specific number. So numbers were never used for counting. Numbers are actually archetypes that actually evoke specific sequences to allow us to get prepared and be aware of how forms are put into place. So it just so happens that on Earth, we have a specific sequence, and that sequence actually corresponds to the days of the week. And so I will go through that sequence with you very briefly as we're getting prepared. We first give honor to the number zero, which shouldn't even be mentioned, but is in itself a cipher or a placeholder. It is in itself the portal in the gate to what is beyond, what is unexplainable, what is unknown, what doesn't have an address, what doesn't have a zip code or a latitude and a longitude, what hasn't been marked or claimed. This is exactly what the zero stands for, and we always give reverence to that because that is the point of unlimited energy, as they say, zero point. It is the point where we can allow our consciousness to go into a space where we feel that we're connected with everything. We know that we're greater than the sum total of all things when we believe and know and act that all is self and act out that all is self. 
So giving a moment for the zero, we then move first into the one, which actually corresponds to our day Sunday. One itself is a synthesis of all things. It's just like when we are born, we actually contain everything, just like a seed contains everything. But it is now time for it to unpack. But in that moment, in its focus, it produces a great amount of intensity and energy and gives us light into what is to come. And that is number one. That is our Sunday. And following up our Sunday, we do have our Monday, which is actually the number two. The number two is actually symbolic for all forms of dualistic components. This is light. This is dark. This is black. This is white. This is up. This is down. This is all forms of dualistic components. This is male. This is female. And the purpose of this sequence in the creation is to begin the first part of the breakdown. We see the sun as being in itself potent. But the moon is responsible for breaking down the sun's energy. The moon itself has two receptacles. You can say a masculine and a feminine component. And with these receptacles, it is allowed to break down or give child to all of those waiting to receive. So very simply, the womb, when you're in the womb, your mother, in this case, is consuming food and her body breaks it down in order to give it to you. So this means that the sun and its potency wouldn't even be comprehensible for most beings if it wasn't for the moon, which actually breaks down that and actually projects and sprays the reality that we're looking at. It breaks it down into the spectrum. This is why many have seen that the auspicious size of the moon and the earth and the sun all equate to perfect mathematics or ma'at showing you that there is purpose in this design. And that purpose is to take us through a lesson in the university. And there we have the number two. And then immediately, for those who thought it'd be one, two, three, it is not. It is actually much more esoteric. This is arcane knowledge. The next number is nine. Nine is actually our day Tuesday. It actually corresponds to the planet Mars. And it is a protector. And this actually shows us very directly how it is in which we should design First, being aware of the synthesis that we contain all things. There is no reason to be depressed. It's going to happen. Then two, beginning to break that down so that way we can actually consume it, break it down into proper morsels so we can begin the communion. And then nine, put protection around it. This is akin to the shell on the outside of the egg or the cherubim spinning around the garden, protecting it during the time in which it should develop. Remember, the womb is the number two, and in that phase, it needs that protection, the amniotic fluid, mother's belly, etc., in order for it not to be jarred or confused while it's going through its, its growth, or else it would be premature. So nine is our protector. And then after the protection is complete, we now move to the number five, which actually gives us our day Wednesday, which corresponds to the planet Mercury, which is the correspondence to all languages, math. All of what you're actually seeing on the physical reality within creation, as you know, of the being thought, that all of this is a cognate of what gets us going in the physical reality. What do we do with this first level of breakdown? We create languages. We begin to learn. We begin to explore. And we go here and there. Many times Mercury is, is a correspondence of speed because you would be amazed at how fast we are learning and picking up things. Even right now, you are picking up the projection of this reality so fast that you cannot even see that you're doing it. 
If you were for one moment to stop this process, which is done in the meditation and slowing down the heart and the breath, you would watch this entire reality pixelate. You would see the floor disappear underneath you as you wouldn't be able to phase in to this day and this time. And this is why Mercury is the power of going and coming, the messenger itself, bringing the awareness of the existence of this reality and where you are in this particular reality. And then following that up, we have the number three, which corresponds to Thursday, which is, of course, the planet Jupiter. This is a big gas giant. This is the abundance. This is the joy of abundance. This is the master teacher, guru, how to actually contain Many things, but still be happy. Aren't we all searching for not only having our possessions and the things that we care so much about, but also being in an infinite gratitude and being in happiness with what we have received? This is rare, and it is seen that only master teachers can show us the way to how to do this. And indeed, learning that being large and being the foundation is something to be in joy and to be in happiness about. And as we keep moving, we then move to the number six. This is, of course, Friday, Freya. This is Venus. This is all the love. This is the young maiden herself. As we see replete in the sky, Venus trace out the pentagram with the concave edges. And for those that are confused and may think this is just an occult symbol related to darkness, let us see the light of the flowers and the papayas and all of the things that are created on the planetary system all bearing this pentagram shape. And seeing the abundance and its ability like phi, which is also a cognate of it, to continuously produce and replicate without end, to produce even variations of the same thing that look different, but all come from the same thing. And as we close the circle, we end with eight, which corresponds to our planet Saturn, which is our day Saturday, which is the boundary or the ruler. What keeps things in check as the seeds are growing and learning who they are, there must be a firm force there in order to keep us straight and in line and also be able to persevere through time with us. Saturn is again known for all of the things that take a long time to develop. This could be the crystals and the gems in the ground. This could be wealth in itself. This is also knowledge and wisdom. And at this point, we have the sequence one, two, nine, five, three, six, eight, which equals 34, and three plus four equals seven, giving us seven days of the week. This is perfect, ma'at. And this is how we come to bear witness to this existence and come to bear witness in our creation of who we are and how special we are to be a part of such a beautiful creation. If you do not see the beauty in the reality, I actually encourage you to get out of your little city or town or whatever. Go as far as you can into away from things that are made by the hands of man and step first into nature or the netru and then see once again what is really around you. Spend the time, sit down, take a few breaths, absorb, witness your ancestors in a multitude of forms of creation as they use these forms of manifestation and projection like we use PlayStation and Xbox and computers, bringing in the graphics of our imagination, except it is in every tense much more beautiful and a greater definition beyond 3D hyperdimensional. And let us also accept this quantum realm of existence that we are walking into. As we know that the knowledge of the qubit states that it is a zero and a one operating at the same time. This takes us beyond binary. We've seen that as actually recognizing the power 
of non-judgment and the power of total communion with all, all being self. And so in this time and stating that I have dialed in the space again, one, two, nine, five, three, six, eight. That is a telephone number of this particular planetary systems and doubt it not. There are other spaces that run on different sequences where things are slightly different, but all coming from the same thing. And this is the parallel realities that we exist in. And this is the connection that we all share. And so as we begin to branch out into this connection, it's very important for us to see that we are the creators. We do not generally ask permission to create children. We do not generally ask permission to create ideas. We do not ask for permission to create even our businesses at times. So why do we ask for permission to pioneer and level up our spiritual growth and existence and come to a greater level of awareness based on all of the knowledge and the wisdom and examples that we've received thus far with us ourselves acting as a component to a gigantic mechanation of awareness that like DNA is absorbing every part of the experience, indeed recording every single part of the experience and adding that in all variations, since we all have uniqueness, adding that to the total field of collective knowledge and to access that field of collective knowledge, to get that pass into that system, you only need to realize who you are, which is a being of no limitation. So now I'm looking into the question since again today, it wasn't about me just being harmonious and sanctimonious on the scientific tongues. It's actually about getting those answers to you. That's how we've designed this podcast. This is the first episode of the Secret Energy Podcast, which we hope to keep going every week exactly on this day, probably at this same time. I also wanted to bring some awareness to that we've now launched Secret Energy 4.0 Power by Mindful app. It is incredible. I can't explain it enough about what it is going to do in this reality. We are still in beta phase. That means that we're still bolting on new features, getting in the messenger, and bringing all the things online that we have found and already tried and tested in their own separate modules to be not only a unification component for all of us, but also something that allows us to catch traction and churn financially. It's a big thing. It's the elephant in the room. How am I going to afford all these expensive organics? But using the true resource, which is human resource, using truly what all wealth is based on, which is rarity, we unlock our uniqueness as the forefront to what is to sustain us. It is the fruit from our tree. Again, I will repeat that. Our uniqueness is the fruit from our tree. And if you notice, many trees can bear fruit infinitely, have indeed more fruit than those willing to eat it at times. And can do it tirelessly. And this is what we are unlocking within ourselves and many in ourselves and many have unlocked, which is their perspective, their uniqueness, just as unique as your fingerprint, just as unique as the spiral on the back of your head. This is what we're talking about. So, again, let me just look at my questions and see what's happening here. All right. We got some show questions happening already. It's popping. All right. So, yeah, we're going to probably around. Let's say the halfway mark, we're going to do our first giveaway and then we're going to actually do the final one at the end of the show. I do. I would need to boot up the little instrument thing that they use to do this. And what it does is it actually searches through the contents and it picks randomly someone to win these gifts. And by the way, for those that just need to know, we got gifts all the time that we're giving away. We got a mega gift actually on the site right now. If you haven't joined ambassador training, maybe you're on the fence about it. 
and you haven't jumped into the university, maybe it hasn't been financially possible for you yet, we have a gift for you called Specialist Training in which we allow you to dial into Season 1 and Season 2 of Ambassador Training. There's real value there. It's how we dialed in Sovereignty Mentorship. And we just wanted to let you know that it is available on the site. So if you find yourself in a position where you cannot commit yet, but you want to get a taste of what's going on, you can actually download uh, or sign up for a specialist training and receive that material. In addition, for those who are ready to go further, we're meeting all the time. We have a live chat that we're crunk in every single day that goes, goes through WhatsApp. And that's for our ambassador members, which are the pioneers of what is to come and what we are continuously expunging knowledge from, which is the connection that we all share and the information that we create together. Because when you put everyone together, that is a synthesis. And from a synthesis, you get something that is the sum total of everything involved. So true, we have some powerhouses with us. Our brothers and sisters constantly bringing the the meditations and, and the harmonious joy from the constellations and all the things that they're collecting. But when they bring that all into the same space, like a hyper processor, we all begin to plug in and become one unit of power and manifestation that is inexhaustible. So anybody that is a part of that can draw from it. And many have benefited from it already. So the first question here is from your research, does the all, the creator of all things, the source, have a name? And if so, what is it? And I will tell you for sure it does not have a name. It would be like us trying to name every single human being in the planetary system one name, which is not possible. We all have different names in the external realities, but internally we are all the same thing. So no, there is no name for the all. You can get a one-off. You can get a two off, but that wasn't the question. You can add some words. You can add an A. You can add a Y, which is a nail. You can add many different letters and tones and vibrations, but that is all a part of the physical and the external realities and the multitude of astral and spiritual realms that are all functioning and moving. Now, when we speak of the immovable, which would be the all, then we cannot assign, again, a name or an address because we know what can be named, what can be controlled. And this being is indeed free and must remain free and will always maintain itself as being free because it is the sum total of all of us together. I have a new level of awareness that I often hearken to, especially when the mind slips into some duality is just realizing That, yes, some of these problems may be too big for one soul to handle. But when you put all of the souls together, no issue is too big. There is nothing bigger or greater than humanity united. So this next question is, I had a total hysterectomy over five years ago. Would that in any way hinder me from raising my kundalini and opening my third eye? The question would then be presented back to the person, does it? Have you tried the meditations? Do you feel the bliss? Do you feel the energy coursing through your consciousness? Did you not know that when an arm is cut off in the physical plane, it still appears on the body in the astral? So my direct question would be no, but I would actually ask you to begin to push forward in your own consciousness and belief in self and to begin to take those breaths and see what your system is capable of doing in the stage that it's in. The next question here is how potent is colloidal platinum on the Secret Energy website? I will say that with all of our products, we do heavy research. It is more about 
having the best products rather than having a lot of products. With our colloidal platinum, we actually have the smallest particle size known in colloidal platinum and in all of our colloids. And these small particles are actually what allow this element to be able to absorb. So if we just say colloidal silver, colloidal platinum, that is one thing. But if we say what is the particle size, which takes a bit of testing, then we would test the particle to see how small it is and to see if it actually can get beyond many of the barriers placed in the, in the body. And that also then brings us into entering into the deepest reaches of our consciousness and seeing that in itself in relation to size. Things that can penetrate the cellular barrier of our consciousness have to be indeed small. And this means that even in our consciousness, we always must maintain the ability to pack up everything, to synthesize everything about our existence, be ready to go in order to cross over. Some practice this ritual every night where they summarize everything about their existence and they cut themselves from things that are actually what they feel are holding them back or draining them. And when they go into sleep, they take off flying beyond the sun because now they become small enough to go through the membrane that actually encases this reality, just like the womb in itself circles around the child. But if you were small enough to go through the pores, which often the child's knowledge, wisdom, connection, essence is, then you would be able to feel beyond the space that sometimes feels like what we're contained in. This next question here is, is Kanye West, Jesus is King, a tool for deception by these higher entities wanting to confuse the masses about Christ? I would only say to that person, have you seen any of my older videos? Jesus is under the bus. Absolutely, this deception from Cain from the West and all of what Hollywood is cooking up with the as below stars, which are themselves archetypes of every single person here on the earth, but archetypes nonetheless being influenced. Stars under the guide of a blind shade. And in this time, it's also a reckoning happening where we all are challenged to become aware of the energy and the, sac the energy within the sacred space and how to utilize that energy to propel us all forward rather than to keep us in stasis. So truly and directly, the deceptions are endless with the spiritual traditions. And we should all, or the, excuse me, the religious let me use the correct, correct terms here, the religious traditions, which have always been used as the psycho-spiritual tools of manipulation for the masses, for the cities. We have to remember we have a loose grip on history. Millions, if not billions, of human souls have already passed through this system. There have already been established governments. 3,000 years ago was the new world order which involve banking, checks, finances. All these things began so long ago, and now we're on a stage, as I mentioned in my recent Facebook post. Until we wake up to what's happening, what's around us is a cunningly contrived myth in this society or in these systems, the politics, etc., are all in themselves stages, like a WWF match, to keep us distracted and in the confusions of division, which is the dark art the art of war. The next question here is, what is the best way to reprogram the subconscious mind? There is no best way. It's really about who the person is and what they're susceptible to. See, a while ago, we set out to actually give the high levels of knowledge and arcana to everyone. 
and found a struggle with allowing that to be universal, especially with the neophytes just coming in. But I'm happy to say that now you can even navigate to secretenergy.com, hit the right menu. That's the menu on the right side and go down to cosmic energy and see right there lined up in front of you each day of the week and the resonance for that day of the week, which allows you to dial in to the ancestral powers. So truly the greatest form of magic, the greatest level of power that you can inherit here on the planetary system is to be in line with your ancestors, which are moving and coursing throughout what you would say is the stars deep into the planet. And just as the sun rises and for the male that gives a little morning wood, and as the moon goes into the full phase for the female, it gives her that lovely feeling. So too, all of the stars have an effect on different aspects of the consciousness and body. And when we learn these effects, we are able to actually take these laws of light, which is the higher knowledge, and utilize it to propel us into a greater stage of our existence with exactness, just as a sailor would use the stars in his sextant to navigate the ocean. So, too, you can use the cosmic vibration to determine what will give you the greatest level of impact for your growth in a day. The next question here is, well, let me finish that question. So you reprogram your conscious, your subconscious first by learning the correspondences to the celestial bodies that are moving across the vault to allow yourself to get synchronized into who you truly are so you can move with the power of the all. The next question here is, does monogamous relationships have its place or was it just a social construct? And I will come to tell you that we are experimenting consist- consistently with different forms. Is it marriage? Is it monogamy? Is it polygamy? And each of these times, the only thing that I could advise you to do is to look and see those who have done it and then look and see their results. And then see if those results are right for you. See if that is the future that you wish to inherit. It's important for us all to realize that we have our own discernment, but we also have the wisdom and knowledge of seeing if someone taps into something that is indeed ignorant. Well, the proof of wisdom is in the type of people that it produces so you can see the results. But true wisdom is to follow the conclusion of the matter. If you see someone do something that doesn't pan out the way you expected, you find someone else that does the same thing and it doesn't pan out the way you expected, a true adept knows not to go in and try it themselves and only to get the same result. I remember when I was a child, I could always remember my mom say, learn from others' mistakes, James. And I can always see myself as being young, thinking I knew what was going on. And truly, my maturity is what allowed me to learn from what others were doing rather than crash dummying myself into scenarios that I would want to undo. So that's what I have to say about that. There's a question here that says, when can you expand on that zero point energy and implosion? Absolutely. I can get you very close to it, but I can't get you deep inside of yourself. So that would be you that needs to flip the necessary switch. But if you see it visually, we have a spiral. You can see the spiral out, which is your Wittershin or your diesel, depending upon the person's torsion field, meaning that you have a field that is spiraling around you three dimensionally, two dimensionally, one dimensionally. And in this field, you have a point where it keeps curling deeper and deeper within to itself. 
this is likened unto the metaphor of as long as you have something to cut it with and something to measure it, it is always there. What I mean is that you cannot remove anything. Even if we had a piece of lint that was microscopic and we cut it in half, as long as we had a tool to cut it and a lens to see it, it would still be there. We could keep cutting it. And so what zero point is, is the point where you get so infinitesimally small onto the, to the smallest cog that you can reach to accomplish the micro breath. And to be able to harness the power of the micro and the quirk, that is truly bringing you into the horizon of zero point. You haven't actually entered it yet, as we talked about earlier in this, that zero in itself should be set apart and is high and holy. But the closest we can get to it, the greater level of energy we can develop at that point. And yes, implosion, which actually happens a little bit before zero point, is possible when you're running these micro circuits and micro breaths within your consciousness and awareness of micro energy. Now, again, just to make that very clear, remember the atom is extremely small, but when split creates a great amount of explosion. So it's likened unto that, that that very small cog is so powerful to be able to access it and to come into sequence with it grants you the ability untold, known as implosion versus explosion. Another question is the zero point, the Holy Ghost, the Father, the Son, the zero. I'm not sure why we want to keep associating such great things with such hat and debased real estate. What I'll say is that we constantly challenge ourselves to come up with new states, new terms. That's what Ebonics is. That's what slang is. That's what our emojis are. That's what our abbreviations are. And this is to get rid of things that have become stale. When we mention the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, how many truly comprehend what that Trinity is about, rather than referring back to a biblical time of traditions in which were the manipulations that benefit only the hierarchs, the oligarchs, Forms and systems that are shaped more like a pyramid where one is on top versus horizontal systems where everyone is running together. So zero point is indeed beyond this. And I explained the energy correspond to it in the recent in the previous question. So this next question is, can you please, please expand on how darkened theaters are simulated false wombs? Also, can you discuss the interlacings of logic intuition? And I'll tell you that maybe possibly today that is not where we're diving in, but I'll give you a little bit because a fake room is none other than a false mind. It is a mind that is actually confused, a mind that is not built on the same machinations of the true and the original all is self-consciousness. So this means that all of us at times can be utilized to create simulations. Now, again, a false womb, this term is... You know, you got to come up with a different term to explain exactly what's happening because all is a part of the creation. So in every tense, let's just say a womb that constantly aborts manifestations that do not occur and happen. This is what would occur if we were actually immersing ourselves into knowledge that was not exact. So that's how false wombs are created is by embedding minds with false knowledge of self and broken languages, 
And then that being attempting to create, manifest, spawn, or project something from that subset of knowledge, which would create a being that was weak or would abort or an idea that was weak and would abort in a short period. We are to take the example from nature, the Neturu, which has been in existence for a countless amount of time. You can say billions of years. And in all ancient cultures, all sought to look into nature for the greatest level of magic of longevity and regeneration. Because truly, indeed, every ailment in which the human body can be plagued with can be solved within elements from nature if we do not lack knowledge. The next question here is, also, can you discuss the interlacing of logic and intuition? Yeah, that would actually confuse me right now by fusing up both sides of the brain and not allowing the corpus callosum to agree. So I'm going to my next question. Are seizures random misfires in the brain or deeper than that? For sure, I could say that all of us have the payment of this universe or university that we're in. We use this word pain or pain to symbolize what exactly is needed to balance out the lesson in which you must go through here, which is to learn how to use your power. The goal here is to learn how to use your power and that you even have this power. So you must go through the proper training. So in that training, when you come out of the womb, you have a hereditary value. This means that it's just like your, your um, inheritance, same word. This means that the balance that your parents left now shifts over to your account since they are you. And this is why we must be very cautious these days of propelling ourselves into debt-based mentalities and debt-based systems because we pass that debt down to our children, even down three generations. And what this is about is, is that that payment may not be fulfilled because if the parents and the grandparents are not able to do enough in the reality to balance out the karmas and the dharma laws, which are the original cosmic banking system, then again, you inherit the balance and the dis-ease in itself is actually what is still necessary to balance out the energetic system. So what I'm telling you is all ailments are connected to the pain or the payment that still needs to be made and balanced out in order to have a perfected system. And you can do this by studying carefully the laws of karma and dharma, but more intuitively, simply do things that benefit others. Don't be so selfish with your energy. All is self. When you benefit others, you get what is beyond currency. It is invisible. What is beyond physical currency? What is beyond fiat? It is invisible, but indeed it is transferable into fiat. So go for the higher energy in order to balance out many of the ailments that are plaguing the consciousness. So indeed, I would put seizures on this list of being parts of the body that are still in disease and need to be connected and are looking for that connection and that healing. And this is why when you do practice the laws of karma and dharma on your own body, begin to eat the right things, get off the iodine salt, Get away from the, the vegetable grease, the chicken grease, the, the animal fats, to actually start being concerned about the levels of fuel that are going into the system, the vitamin intake. Take a look into your Shilajits. Get with your colloidals and your monatomics. 
put energy back into self. Stop forgetting about the body because you're engaged with only the mind. Merge all of the conscious, the mind, the body, and the soul. Stop letting them act as different. I'm just a mental. I, I like mental. I'm spiritual. I need to work on my spiritual, get rid of my physical. Don't let anyone convince you that these bodies are separate except for in theory and in examination. But truly, if you feel sick, can you truly spiritually be as great as you want? If your mind is sick, can you physically be as great as you want? No. So they're all tied in together. So let us not forget that we also must practice the laws of karma and dharma on our own body and begin to inherit, again, inherit the benefits of doing that. The next question here is, has Kundalini seriously been removed? I seem to recall a previous show where you mentioned something like that, although it's possible that I'm misremembering, and that is predominantly the case. Kundalini is not going anywhere. It is still in the base of the consciousness. It is still coursing through the planetary system, that great full-spectrum serpent of light, as they call it, that gives us all of the levels of running to and fro through our consciousness and spilling, uh, spinning the ladder of lights. That is still present. So I do not subscribe to many of these conversations about removing chakras and removing Kundalini because I am the all. I cannot remove anything. Where would I put it? Nor do I need anything. Where would I get it? I am the all. Next question here is, I see a spiral after sun gazing. What's your take on that? Jump through it. Jump through that spiral in consciousness. Definitely research and look into, oh, wow, I haven't used this word in a long time. It's when you press your eyes, you know, when you press your eyes in fulsafines. There it is. Wow, that one came back there. Thank you. And thank you, internal uh, Siri, <laughs> internal Bixby, you know, whatever type of operating system we have that brings this knowledge to us. We give us we give thanks. Those fulsafines are when you push your fingers into your eye and you see those designs. It was known. Don't do it too hard. Don't do it too long. But it was known that that actually is something and that within those symbols that you see at that moment is sacred encoding, which includes the pound sign, includes the spiral and includes many things. And this is because on the back of the eye, there is the concave field, which is known as the eye of God, that the lens that you're actually looking through is actually the dual eye, while the single eye, which is focused on the back of the eye, contains a cornucopic field of programming that is hardwired into one realizing who they are and what they are in this stage, if they look within. Notice this life in the revelation of the superior brachium sitting on the back of our head. This is Jesus on the cross of the brain. You can actually see it in the back of the head, nothing external. It shows us symbolically that every day we take a step forward, we are walking away from where we need to be. We can only take one moment to sit still, maybe gather ourselves in full lotus, close our eyes, and go within and see and journey to everything. Continuing, the next question is, what is the most effective way to use the cosmic counter? It seems like everything is not connected. The planets, chakras, colors, always in harmony. And I would, aren't, colors aren't always in harmony. I cannot agree. I only see harmony around me. If it's our data that may be a bit off, then yeah, that is the failures at times of the mechanical man. But truly, the knowledge is harmonic. And also, we put a lot of time 
and intentions and continuously revising what we know to be the resonant energies coming across each day. But always remember one, two, three, four, all these numbers are connected. They are the birth. Each number is the birth of another number. So you have the in-between, which many see as paradoxical, the biggie small in all the whole thing. So we are to recognize when there is a transition point and not be confused by the transition point. Never let us take any of the symbols and do like we've done even with our own human race and try to divide it. Let us always remember this knowledge is one full cabal or cable and all connects and you would just need to look deeper. So when you go into the cosmic energy tab, which is also the cosmic calendar, you will see the connections to the day. And more importantly, you will feel it as you begin to participate in this glorious celebration, this parade that we go through every single day that the sun rises in the sky. So the next question is, do you still think they are going to roll out some form of antichrist on the world stage? And I come to tell you, my friends, that World War III is over. See, many are still looking for World War Three. World War Three was already waged. It did not need the brutish conventional weapons of bombs. It only needed the spiritual, the psychological aspects of manipulation within the being's mind to point them externally rather than internally. And that external pointing towards a god or a supreme being external to self, is anti-crystal, anti-clear. This is the word you're looking for. Anti-Christ, anti-Christ, anti-crystal, anti-clear. What is against clarity? And what is against clarity is anything external set up as a mediator or an evangel between you and who you are, a broker, which would break your energetic cycle and step down your levels of power. So too, then that the Antichrist, as you may say, is already roaming about the land, roaming about others' minds, devouring as it chooses until they come into balance. This next question here is, is there such a thing as regenerating organs once chakras are balanced? Are you asking me? <laughs> we have proof. There are, there's a multitude of people that when finally realizing that they needed to pay attention to self, which generally happens when they're about to die or something happens where it's like, oh, it's broke now. You're broke. <laughs> My heart's broke. My kidney is broke. I got cancer. And now that's serious because you're at death's door, right? You're about to cross over. It's serious, really, literally. And at that stage, you may say, well, I better go and find a cure. I'm not going to give up. On myself, I'm not going to go into the dying of the light. <laughs> and then you may come into Costa Rica and then eat lots of soursop. <laughs> and many of the plants that actually regenerate the body. See, everybody has cancer. It's just about whether or not it's been diagnosed as being crucial and critical that too many cells are dead. And it's only at that time, generally, that a person gets serious because they get a notification from someone who's just practicing But in this case, you can already diagnose yourself and say for sure, if you want to receive regeneration from your organs, regeneration in your consciousness, and to begin also to even recall and repair who you truly are, then you would bring your chakras 
into balance. You will bring your consciousness into balance. And you do that by the actions in which you partake in at every single moment, which create your environment. Next question is, is there such a thing? I got that question twice. How important has fasting been in your journey on this path? The interesting thing is that we fast from many things. We don't just fast from food. I remember at times going on long stints of fasting because I was in an institute that just worked on activating humans here in Costa Rica. It was where I learned the most about the body at that time, the physical body. And fasting was important for the self-discipline of at least allowing the organs to have a break for a moment, to clear themselves out the Ayurveda of rinsing the entire system. And I can tell you that I got to a time in which I could feel almost like there was just a hole in my body. I could not feel the organs. Even now, if you just take a moment and breathe out, you can feel your stomach, you can feel your spleen, you can feel your intestines, you can feel them all in there. But I tell you, when they are completely optimized, you don't feel them at all. It's as if nothing is there. And this is one of the importance of fasting. But also, so too, we can fast from external interaction. That was very instrumental in my path, just getting away. I went to a place where nobody spoke the language, nor did I want to take on any new programs. No one spoke the language that I spoke, English. Nor did I want to take on a new program. So I confined myself to the solitude and fast. I fasted like a vipassana from the normal interaction in order to gain a higher level of connection with self. And that was just as instrumental. So yes, fasting is important, but always remember you can fast from many things. So now we're going to take a moment that I'm going to go with this next round of questions. We have about 30 more minutes, but I'm going to go ahead and boot up this thing and see if it works properly. Whoa, whoa, question just pouring in, All right? This is called rapid fire. We're making it happen. So at least it's, uh, it's coming out. So let me just do this. Let me boot up this thing that actually does um, the giveaway so we can make sure that it's working. Should want to take this moment to take a breath, reflect on what was said. All right, I'm going to go ahead and put the link in here. I'm going to go ahead and put this up on the share screen really briefly so everybody can see this. All right, so we have our share screen up here. Let me see. So you should, hey, hey, yeah, I am here. It's not a recording. (laughs) All right, so let's go into this one right here. Okay, so we're going to open this tab. And according to this, because I never, you know, I haven't used this before. It says you put the link of the show in, which we're about to do. And then we go get YouTube comments. And it's going to pick a person from the comments who actually is going to win. The first giveaway we're going to have is we're going to give away 30 grams of She Legit to get that mineral base together. And let's do that. Let's try that. So I'm pasting this URL for today's show. I don't know if this works on live. I've seen folks do it, but let's see. Filter comments based on a specific text. No, we just everybody. So here we go. Uh-oh, oops, the video comments are disabled. Hey, no, they're not. They're on. Everybody's commenting. Okay, so let's use another one. <laughs> you see, this is, this is the, the, the retrograde it loves to exist with. So let's do another one. I saw another one. All 
All right. Here it is. Pick winner. It should work. Pick winner. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, when we design stuff, I just got a sidebar for a moment. Like, when I design stuff, I'm constantly having to, like, I mean, our stuff has, like, thousands of different things that it could do. Like, this is just one thing. And it's like, you would think the developer would go in there and make sure that that one thing works. But, hey, I guess common sense ain't common. I even find the bigger corporations doing that all the time. Got 500 developers back there. We have two. And we get it done. And, you know, these folks... You know, they can't seem to get it right sometimes. So let's see if this one works. Fetch. Fetch it, damn it. Maybe somebody can send me some pointers about how to do this properly because, or maybe it's just a link. Let me try that one more time. Let me just condense the link here. I'm going to go to share. I'm going to go to copy. And then I'm going to go back to this picker. Maybe if watch is removed, it'll work. So let me fetch it now. Could be user error. Nothing still. Let's go back to that other one. Let's take watch out and see if that'll work. Okay. So it's still not working. So we're going to do this. We're going to wait for just a second and see uh, if someone can send us the link of one of these to use. And, and uh, there are moderators in the chat, so the moderator will uh, forward that link to me. Um, fortunately, I was, I was trying to test this, but it wasn't working. So let's see. Actually, maybe I'm pushing the wrong thing. So let me see. Start raffle and random pick winner. Okay, so maybe I'm supposed to do it here. They're trying to sell so much stuff. So let me try here. Let me reset the page, maybe. Start raffle and pick random winner. Okay, so, and this is just saying that the video has comments disabled. This means we can't get any comments from this video. Please enable comments again and try to activate this. And I guess this may have to do with that we're live. Um, <clears throat> let me just try live YouTube comment picker, and then we're going to go back to or forward to our, our growth. <laughs> and uh, if we have to do this offline, then we will for sure contact you and let you know that you won. Um, but I would have to ask, how would I even do that if I only have a username? So I probably would have to contact you through YouTube. So let me see. Woo box. All right, I gotta buy something. Hmm. I've actually seen people do this on live, or like they'll be doing their live stream, and I, I saw them go exactly to that website, and then they put the URL in, and it works. But, you know, for me today, it looks like it wants to give me a little trouble, so let me just try this one time. If this says that the comments are disabled, then we know that that has to do something with live. It's now loading the comments. And it's taken some time. Maybe that's an indicator that it's actually working. I know we had a lot of comments today. Also, on another note, everyone, just letting you know that we actually just crossed over last night into a brand new session of existence. November 2nd is a very auspicious day. That's why it's also, quote unquote, All Saints Day. It also relates to quite a few different closures 
as we talked about, there was a four month period after the day of the uh, after the summer solstice, which is an observance in a period of time in which the ancestors bring us all of our gifts so that we can remember who we are and be encouraged in this realm, this matrix and that we can also go into also 2020 fully activated and with our power and feeling loved, feeling connected and being aware of what we are to do. And so we closed that door. We saw the ships take off last night and we were waving. We knew we would see ancestors. They're always inside. We see them again. So there was no sadness, but there was definitely appreciation in what we received. So this is still not working. I'm going to see if I can get some pointers on how to do this. And as I said, we will do this even if we have to do it after the show. We'll figure out a way to get in touch with you. We're very resourceful. But I'm going to keep answering questions here since it's so many and spending time on this raggedy technology uh, would probably waste a lot of it. So I'm just going to wait. Also, maybe someone has a pointer of how to do this on a live show. And so if you're a genius with the tech, especially online, and you understand how this YouTube thing works, or you know what I'm doing wrong, just let me know and somebody will copy it to me here in the question stream. So let's keep going because it's all about that power and connection. We have to extend an additional 30 minutes to today's conversation to finish off the questions that are being asked. Also, I'm going to cap the questions here in about three minutes. So if you do have a question that you want to get in, get it in within the next three minutes. After that, we're going to cap the questions because um, we want to respect the time. And we want to also do this uh, in an hour, hour and 30 minute mark as a podcast, because we want to get this up and get it to everyone. And also when I know it's only an hour, I don't got to even get my hair did and I get my get, get my teeth brushed and all that stuff. And I could just jump on here and connect with everybody. Uh, it makes it so much more easier for me. And so we can raise the frequency of how often it occurs. So let me just find where I was at in my notes really briefly. Okay, here we are. Let me see. I thought I saw it. There it is. Our numbers related to the days. What is the ultimate purpose of learning? Whoa, whoa. This is like an infinite scroll. Definitely, we need to cap the questions in two minutes. (laughs) What causes a dream? But it's okay. Here we are. How important is fasting? That's where we left off last. And so this next question is, what causes our dreams? But it's always nighttime in the dream. Okay, so what I guess what the question is, is why is it always nighttime in their dream? And I only can assume that because of the way the question has actually been phrased. And what I'll say is, okay, so what we know about the dream realms is that there is actually, according to Sergio Magana's work and for a bit of what I've experienced in the dream planes, because I'd be all over the place, is that there is a level in which you are rising from in the dream. That this idea of climbing Mount Maru is a cognate of that in many dream spaces, I won't say all dream spaces, but in many dream spaces that people experience, they actually find themselves to be underground, always sliding down things, always going down a roller coaster, going down a ladder, falling into something. And all these dreams, as as Sergio mentions, are all about where the consciousness is residing currently in the underworld. And in order to gain more awareness of yourself there and to begin that climb, if you may, it really takes you to begin to do the work internally on self. So I can only suggest that it's possible if you only have dreams that take place at night, 
then you need to climb higher on the ladder of lights and remove yourself. I believe the term was Mitlin or Mitzlin. Remove yourself from the lowest realm of the underworld by practicing the dream meditations. And I can only refer you to the masters. Sergio Magana has the greatest work that I've seen so far on the Toltec dreaming, the, the use of the smoky mirror, which is the obsidian mirror, and how exactly to connect with your dream body, even prepare yourself for sleep in order to have more control over your dream. So the next question is, is there such a thing as regenerating organs? I'm getting that question again, so I'm going to keep going uh, because we did talk about that. What is the ultimate purpose of learning all the numbers, days, colors, frequencies, being that time does not exist and then does it prepare us for a more pleasant forever? These terms, time does not exist, are cocky. These are neophyte terms. This person believes time doesn't exist. Not saying you specifically, but I'm talking about the collective being. Believes and knows time doesn't exist, yet... It's like it's about 10 o'clock. I got to go to work at 12. So we reinforce, reinforce the existence of time through a collective awareness of the hive. So everyone being aware of time is what creates time. Many people being aware of something is what creates that something. Even one person being aware of something very strongly creates that and allows it to be accessed. They even say that the gray aliens were created in that very way of humans imagining what the next stage would be if we all failed and then beginning to evoke the blind owl, as they call it, uh, a glimpse into the future of the failures of humanity and the state and the condition of our biological organism. So with that being said, I can only answer that the purpose of learning these numbers and sequences that have already been given to us by the ancestors ourselves going through the experiences is to have bearing. This is the term bearing as we're navigating this this cosmos and infinite chasm or abyss that has only been mapped out by our DNA. Our DNA is the web itself. That's why they call it the, Hey, the world wide web. It's plagiarized from the dinonucleic structure of everyone contributing information and then us navigating through that information and allowing it to support us as a net or a web would support one that is falling through the chasm or the abyss. So this is the purpose of learning the days and the numbers and the frequencies and the sequences, because through that, you would be able to subconsciously navigate yourself into the space in which you desire for the highest level of growth and potential of your existences. This is an infinite process. So one would say, how are these numbers? The question is, how are these numbers related to the days? Esoterically, these numbers are actually symbols. And the symbols in themselves were a creation by a collective group of seers. This is us on another timeline putting symbols to demark points. Like if you're in the forest, you would want to leave a trail. And these numbers are the trails in which to let us understand where we came from and where we're going. And that's how they're related to the days. Also, the energetic potential, even the archetypical nature of something that is one by itself or alone, two or dual or divisive. All of these things have a place and a point and a story of growth and the procession of a creation. So that's what it is. It's actually the sequence or the procession of our creative components when you examine us. If you see us from the time that we come in to the time that we go out and you had 
uh, um, a desire to know what were the stages of existence since they're exemplified in that process and in the process that you see in nature. And then you begin to mark out these times through symbols. That's what these numbers are, and that's how they're related to the days. Question is, why are they holding us back from this greatness humanity can experience? What's the point when they can experience it as well? The point is that you discover your power. They are none other than components of self, shades themselves, meaning that they're still in a level of distortion. They're still in a level of ignorance, meaning what you do not know and what all of us do not know coalesces as an energetic form that moves and thinks also. And we're referring to that as they. It is our nemesis. Ignorance is the nemesis. Division is the nemesis in many cases to those who are ready to go beyond and to experience themselves. So truly, this is only an alarm. It's not something holding us back. It's something being a contrast to our experience. If we do not see where our purpose is, if we do not see what we need to do, then we have no existence. So that's the only true use that I have given them. Other than that, they get no power, especially from me. You cannot hold something back that is infinite unless you brainwash it, mind control it, and confuse it. And we know the purpose of someone doing that is to benefit themselves. So these, these questions are, can be answered with common sense. The reason why someone will want to hold you back or keep you away from your greatness is so that they can just appear great, so that they can just be on top because they haven't seen the benefits and fear the benefits of a horizontal projection. Okay, so the next question here is what will happen after humans come together in unity remaining? What will what will this unity look like, if you may? What will it provide as an experience? Well, you if you imagine yourself in an infinite orgasm, maybe you get a glimpse of it. And I'm not telling you that worlds won't continue that function like the ones that we're living in, right? Like the one that we're living in right now at its stage of division. Unity is something that is happening now. It is a space. It is a party that is going on that maybe you haven't been invited to or invited yourself to or haven't entered. So what does that look like? It looks like if you could imagine everything that you've ever lost to know that it was never lost. If you could imagine, see, what you lose is what you forget. Let us be very clear here. When, you, when we say we lost someone, what we're really saying is we forgot something. So imagine a space where everything that you forgot is still intact. And imagine the moments of where you come to realize that, that you have not lost it and that it's still there. Some liken that unto maybe pets that have died, parents that have died, children that have died, things that they've lost that they think that they can never recover again. All of that is in one space, and that space is called unity. And that experience, what it would be like, I guess you would have to get there to see because it can't even be articulated in words. This next question is, thanks for giving us the details on the numbers. Could you shortly explain how we should use the cosmic calendar as sometimes various aspects don't seem in sync? And what I would, you know, because that seems to be like a program within itself, meaning that it seems like we can cause confusion for our own minds. There are people saying that it's not in sync, but they're not addressing what exactly is not in sync. 
So maybe in the next show, when we answer questions, present a question of what you find to not be in sync. And I'll actually show you how it is. How about that? And in as far as using it, I think I did explain enough. And I've also done that in past shows. Also, there's um, ambassador training. I think there's a little bit about it in the specialist training, possibly in season two. But it is straightforward. You, you don't have this is not rocket science. You look at it. You see what those correspondences are. The colors you get. Try to get some of that color on. The gems that are there that electrochemically balance a person that is on that number. Also remember, these numbers correspond to the day in which you were born on. So in every essence, let's say if I was born on the 22nd, my number is four, which makes me Rahu in this path. So if a person is born on the 11th, which is two, that makes them the moon on this path. If a person is born on the 7th, this makes them Ketu. So as you see, there's two more, and we can uh, stop those questions now. What we can see is that there's two more um, numbers that are not generally considered. I like to call them outside of time. They're often confused. And these are the numbers 4 and 7. Okay, if you notice in the sequence that I gave you from Monday through Sunday, it's only 7 seven numbers, but our system consists of nine. So there's two more numbers that are not included in the days of the week. And what these numbers correspond to on a planetary level is the nodes of the moon. And let me explain that, that the moon actually holds sway on every single thing in the projection. And I'll explain that, you know, everything that ever is into the existence is actually here now in some way, shape or form. But the moon actually affects so even if you are saturn on earth the moon is going to affect you because you feel one way on the full moon and you feel another way on the new moon so everything in this system is affected by the nodes or the the ecliptics of the moon and so we have rahu which corresponds to the dark side of the moon or the side of the moon that you can't see and then you have Ki, which is a north node, and then you have Ketu, which corresponds to the south node of the moon, which is the visible side of the moon. And it is seen in this system that these sides actually evoke the difference in the personalities, and they are to be considered. But since we're on a seven-number system of the days of the week, these numbers are often hidden. And this is why in occultism, you find your numbers four and seven, especially in Western occultism, to be the most auspicious numbers. We're obviously aware of the number four as far as the Tetragrammaton and many of the traditions in the Judaic systems and the Abrahamic traditions. And we're aware of the number seven, which is the candlestand in our days of the weeks and the planetary systems that we observe, including, of course, the lunar bodies, the celestial bodies that we observe. Number four and number seven seem to be outside of time, actually impacting what is inside of time. Okay, so I just wanted to give a little clarity on that. But again, this is not something that we feel that we can exhaust in a one conversation. And this is why we put ambassador training together because each person is also a number. So we're able to verify if this knowledge that even is on paper is true by looking at the person who actually corresponds to the number and seeing their characteristics. And in that process, we've had many bear witness to that these characteristics are very accurate and also very telltale and leading to, to, to knowing more about themselves. So 
that's what's going on with the system and that's how it's used. And it does take the time in order to actually look into it and uh, and really see how it all works. It's not going to happen in one hour. Uh, so the next question is. What is the easiest way to start generating income working with and promoting secret energy? The easiest way is actually, uh, well, if you could join an ambassador training or you can join as a specialist, you would get your credentials. And once you have your credentials, you can begin sharing material on the site. What we've created is something called unobtrusive marketing. This means that people probably loathe receiving links for products from their friends, especially when they can see that possibly those links would be affiliate links. So we've created a system that just allows you to share material. You can share the cosmic uh, calendar information for the day and you would tie your affiliate link to it. Those who visited that link to see about the information would automatically be logged. And if they actually made a financial transaction at a certain point on the site, then you would receive credit for that. This is so revolutionary that we're actually in a part of just building up the features around it before we announce to everyone that this is available and exactly how to do this. Now, we've, it's been available since Secret Energy 3.0, but we don't see many people using it. And those that do have actually already done very well for themselves. It's simple. You send the link out, any link to the website going anywhere. It could be a post. Even our blog is still active at secretenergy forward slash blog, even though we're bringing in a new system called Streams, which is just going to dial everybody into the energy of the day and even allow you to share via hashtag things that you're doing that day that are resonant with the energy. And when you share that out, even right now, you can share from your activity feed on Secret Energy. You can share your own activity feed into Facebook. And when someone sees that, you can also throw your affiliate link URL on behind that if they want to navigate to the page. Now they're already in the system as being, if you may, your client, your seeker, a person that you refer to Secret Energy. And at any point, through either the automations or through products that they see that they want or simple browsing that they make a financial transaction, then you will get a percentage of that transaction. And that's as easy as it gets. There's multiple ways also to keep growing inside of Secret Energy. We're rolling out soul coaching, and then we also have unique assets that we're rolling out. But this is the best place to begin since the answer was how, what is the easiest way. So the next question here is, Thanks for giving us the details on the numbers. Could you shortly explain how? Okay, so these are sometimes the questions coming in over and over again and the same one. So I'm going to keep going. Here's another question. What's the easiest way? There's another question, the same question again. Let me go to the next one. Uh, question is, in the city, all the churches and cathedrals are up and down. Silver, build, boulevard. Is there a vein of silver like the one you mentioned about marble? And is it to fight supernatural vampires? Okay, so maybe a little bit too many Netflix movies. But the reality is, is that churches are built generally, especially if a craftsman has built this church, meaning one who is aligned with the Society of Builders, which is also known as Masonry and Freemasonry, accepted and unaccepted, that these buildings are generally built on ley lines. What ley lines are is when you're in the spiritual plane, you'll find that there is actually highways, no different than the highways that we drive our, drive our cars down, but souls are going down them. 
These are also synonymous to when you look in the ocean, you see the tides, or excuse me, you see the currents moving in specific places. This is the ley line crossing into the ocean, also onto land. This is also corresponding to the star systems that are coursing across the top of the vault, but beaming down a path onto the planet is themselves being guides. So when a person dies, they see the guide or the light and then they jump on the highway of life and the reincarnation point comes at the intersection where the horizontal and the vertical meet and then the generation begins again. So churches are built on top of generally sacred sites and grounds where the ancestors through simple dousing. And also observing nature and what is growing around certain areas could actually map out these areas and use them as the places to where everyone met. And so now these churches are over the top of these places to subconsciously become a place where people feel like they gravitate to and want to meet. And even when they perish from the physical body, they often return into these spaces in order to find their way back into this plane again. So that's what that's about. Now, as far as fighting supernatural vampires and all that, that would be a personal endeavor. Next question is, how can I best align with my Taurus or toroidal field in current direction? Through meditation. Through meditation, by being able to feel yourself. Are you feeling yourself? And in that, that is how you best align with self is by first learning about What's going on when you take the breaths and there's plenty of videos out there, not even just the ones that we've done, but it's inexhaustible on YouTube. The amount of breathing techniques that are available out there, even the basic ones will allow you to actually begin to assist yourself in even being aware that you have this field because it is still your actions, what you're eating through all the intakes, as we've talked about, what you're seeing, what you're tasting, what you're eating right? What you're hearing, all of that is what is keeping you in balance. Notice how most of your orifices beyond the mouth have two entry points. Just so you can balance out exactly how, you, how your intake is. So it's symbolic because you get a chance to govern your balance by exactly how your intake is. And I'm, I just read another question exactly. So my mind was on something else. So I just want to make that very clear. You control the direction of your consciousness, whether it's going backwards or forwards, up or down through intake. Okay. And you can govern your intake. What's going to push you forward. What's going to push you to the left, to the right, backwards by your consumption. So the next question is, could you offer practical ways to transfer your consciousness to the archetypal energy you want to become? Okay. Instead of thinking of that, you're leaving something like transfer would be to move from one thing to another. It's better to just see this as that you're already the archetypical energy. You need to now understand yourself. Okay. That's the best term. Understand. That's why we give you the cosmic correspondences, because even if it seems like, oh, this is just a color, this is just a space, what you actually start seeing is a sequence, an algorithm. And when you start becoming harmonic with that algorithm, this literally allows you to begin to interpret other things in the reality around you and inside of you accurately. So this is how you would not transfer, but actually enhance your archetypical energy in order to become more aware 
of the God within you or the supreme within you. So the next question is, can you provide any wisdom about transgender movement and confusion is causing among the collective? And I explained this in, in my, one of my last shows. Maybe somebody can link it here. And I explained it very clearly. And it was just about that you're seeing the as below versions all the time. This is why when we're on the physical plane and we're judging things uh, based on the physical plane, and I also got about 15 more minutes on this, and then we got a hard stop. I'm going to see if we can actually do some giveaways. There's about 17 more questions, so I may have to, well, we're almost there. So let me just try to do rapid fire on this and get this out of the way. So the as below version of all this self-unity is manifesting itself on the physical plane, which is often distorted as the awareness of LGBTQAE plus and all the stuff that they're adding to it, meaning that Although it looks misconstrued, what is really being said on a metaphysical level is wake up, humanity. You're positive, negative, and neutral. You're not just a male. You're not just a female. You're actually an androgen at minimum because you have this ability to create. And the more that you're aware of that internally, then the more that you'll begin to access and access the power that corresponds to that. Now, of course, when it comes out externally, it is often distorted where you have people that are somewhat confused about the generative components and the process of generation and just staying in that confusion rather than solidifying where they're at, which it should be in the center and beginning to actually go within. Because if you notice, the main theme around all of these sexual persuasions is a large amount of external what others feel about me. What others think about me. I want others to like me, even if I need to change myself into another gender so that I can feel liked. Everything there is external. So that's more of a psychological uh, issue than it is in a, a psycho spiritual issue than anything else. And it stems from us just putting everything back into alignment about who we truly are so that we're not confused. And then, of course, even things like singularity are metaphysical things acting out on the spiritual or on the physical plane that are often confused. Singularity, of course, in this case, being that everything comes from the same thing. Even the chips, the plastic, the dirt, the flesh, the blood, all that is coming from the same organism. So I trust that they get some insight. Maybe someone can link where I went into that in a bit more depth. The next question is, could you please help us with a brief explanation of how to use the cosmic calendar? I'm not sure why I get this question. Here it goes again. As it seems to be out of sync sometimes, e.g. root chakra is named on Tuesday and Saturday. And this is because actually the chakra system does not map out to the days of the week. And that's a good question. The chakra system does not map out to the days of the week like, uh, like we would think. Okay, this planet has, is this particular chakra. That is actually not how the system works. Um, that's just a part of the Western tradition, just like... The zodiacal system is actually off. I think it's uh, uh, 23 degrees uh, in the zodiacal system of the United States or the Western culture and its Western mysticism. So this is another product of that. Assigning chakras to specific days of the week, it doesn't actually work like that with chakras. It works like that with other things, but not chakras. Many of the chakras actually correspond to the same days. In this case, Tuesday and Saturday correspond to the same chakra or the same energy coming from that chakra. 
This next question is, what is the importance of a name? Is there a difference between the written name and the spoken name? How do you choose an ascension name? Is it necessary to have one? And I'll have to leave that question for next time because it is long-ended, and, uh, and I would have to advise with a bit more information. So maybe we'll take that for next time. Another question is, what is your input on the language of light? Okay, so I guess, you know, it'd probably be better for us to taper off now because these are some really good questions, and I did do another level of the scroll, and I can actually see it's a bit more longer than I thought, which is great because now we get a chance to actually uh, have some questions for the next show that are already lined up. And I'll just begin with those and we'll keep going into this to bring more awareness and clarity. And also, I just wanted to let everybody know the main one of the main reasons why I'm also doing this is because I, I, I realize and I respect that many are just coming into this. Like, while I may have been in this for billions of years there are some that feel like they just they just jumped into this and they need to know certain things they need to know the things that basically we were saying in the beginning so i'm willing to continuously come back and refine the message and also deliver the most basic aspects of it so that we all can keep seeing this grow and so just know that being mindful here is also understanding that there are beings that are coming in just like me and you came in if you've been in this for a while and at that same level of wanting to know certain things that may seem to be very clear to us, but are obscure when you first start this. So we do have a lot of respect for that. And that's also why I opened up this panel was to make sure that we're addressing those questions for those that are just coming in. So I'm going to go down here to the bottom. It says how to pick a winner. Um, Sean says the reason why YouTube is not picking anyone up because it would only be pulling from anyone who made a comment under the video, not the live chat. Aha. And so that fairness, may, that fairness way would be a pick someone randomly from the chat seven and said, uh, close your eyes. And OK, so so we're going to do the giveaway and uh, and we're going to do it manually this time. And underneath the video, though, there is a comment box like um, and in fact, you know what? Why don't we give five minutes for that? If you're here, you want to be entered in this. That way we use the thing because I don't want to pick anyone randomly. If you want to, if you're here, just type in the chat box uh, wholeness or in the comment box, not the chat box, but the comment box, which I can see on the video. I'm not sure if that's just because I'm the admin, but I do see it down there. It's got zero comments. If you just type in there wholeness and balance vibrations and hit enter, if you would like to be entered into this contest to actually get some she legit or to uh, get the full uh, university course, which is a value of almost three hundred dollars. So let me just give it a moment. And see uh, if somebody's going to go ahead and hit the comment box. I'm going to give about three minutes. This means you got three minutes to type inside the comment box, either wholeness, wholeness and balance, vibration, something to that tune, you know, giving honor uh, to the ancestors, et cetera, whatever you want. And then when you leave that comment, we're going to put it in the random comment picker. And then it's going to pick for us who is the winner for today's presentation. So let me take a moment and let that thing do its thing. Again, don't put wholeness inside of the live chat. You need to put wholeness inside of the comment box below the video. So let me say, let me see if that's even working for everyone because that may be disabled to after the call because there's still zero comments in there. So if somebody could let me know if you could see the comment box, not the chat. The chat is one thing. That's the live chat. Below the video, there's a comment box. It says zero comments right now. Nobody commented. And just put in there wholeness, wholeness and balance. And if you do that, let me see. Hold on. Somebody said comments show after live. So you can't see the box. There is no comment. Dang. Okay. So I'm going 
I'm going to just pick it off the thing then. Come on, YouTube. Y'all got to help me. Uh, by the way, y'all don't got to do anything, actually. So let me see. Man, that is just ridiculous that you wouldn't have something like that just there. Okay, so I see it. All right, so let me see. Hold on. Give me one quick second, though. I want to see something real quick. Uh-huh. Yeah, they need to get themselves together. This is whack. Why not turn the comment box on during the video? Let people pick the comments. All right. By the next time I jump on, I, you know, now I got to go and do the research, but I will find some live comment picker uh, that pulls right from the live chat. Let me see. Let me, let me just Google that real quick. Fools rush in. There's about five more minutes, so let me do that. YouTube live chat giveaway. Let's see if there's something that does that in the live chat. Well, there was Nightbot. I remember that. Here we go. Somebody's asking the same question. Okay, so there is a bot. Uh, there's a couple bots that allow us to do this in line, but that, of course, is going to take a little bit of setup. So... What I'm going to do is I'm going to do a random scroll and then I'm going to pick a person. And this first gift that we're going to give away is for 30 grams of She Legit. And uh, let me turn on my screen real quick here. Okay, <laughs> so I said close your eyes when you do the scroll. So I'm going to close my eyes. And let me get back to the YouTube page here. Let's see, that's live stream now, I believe. Or that may be live events now. Live events. There we are. I'm going to pause this. And I'm going to do the scroll now. Ah, I'm closing my eyes and I'm going to stop. I hope that works out. And I'm going to put it right here. All right. So this first person that is going to win this 30 grams of She Legit is Mara Psalms. That's M-A-R-A Psalms. And let me see if I can actually uh, do anything Hide user. We don't want to do that. Add as a moderator. Go to her channel. Okay, so I'm going to go to her channel just so that I'm able to contact her. But uh, Mara Psalms, if you're still there, we would love you to contact us. You can actually go to secretenergy.com. You go into the bottom right corner of the site, and you will find uh, Intercom logo. You just click on that and say, hey, I'm Mara. I won. Now, somebody else does it. That ain't, that ain't on the level, G. You know, but down in the bottom, just put I won, and then put your, your email address. Put your... Your address will contact you just to clarify it, and we'll send you out that 30 grams of, of She Legit for you to enjoy. Thank you so much. And I'm also now going to do the same thing. I'm going to do that same thing, and this time I'm going to give away an entire season, or excuse me, semester, right terminology, of the university of your choice. So you can either choose uh, season one or semester one. I keep going with the seasons. It's like 
You can either choose semester one or semester two, but it's yours. And you can also even choose to gift it to someone if you have it already. So that's about a $300 value. So we're going to do this again. Let me get my scroll thing ready. Mm, mm, mm. I guess it's best that if I just kind of scroll in the middle, scroll up and down. Okay, so that's what I'm going to do. Scroll in the middle, scroll up and down, scroll in the middle, scroll up and down. Ah, stop. Stop. Let me see. All right, let me open my eyes again. And who is it going to be this time? It is going to be Ryan Jones. All right, Ryan Jones. So... Ryan Jones, Wholeness and Balance Vibrations, if you are still inside the chat, just contact us on the Secret Energy website down in the bottom right corner and uh, let us know, hey, I won the university season or semester one. <laughs> we just don't call it university seasons for now. I won the university semester one, semester two of my choosing. Just uh, uh, put your email address in, put your um your physical address in, we'll get in contact with you, verify everything is on the level, and we'll go ahead and get you access and get you enrolled. So next week, we're going to be doing the same thing. We're always going to be having a giveaway, probably even give away an internal cleansing kit. Who knows? Big stuff happening happening around here. Lots of things going on. We invite you to the Secret Energy website to check things out. We're still in beta, so this means that some stuff may seem like it's vacant or missing, but that's just because we're putting in those features as we're debugging stuff that's already working now. But we have have a plan, a projection, a co-creation that in 2020, when we emerge into the space, we are going to bring the highest levels of spiritual awareness and connection to date that has been seen on this realm. We got the technology. We got the ancestors. We got the collective tribe. We have every single thing we need to do that. So I just want to say wholeness and balance vibrations to everyone. Looking forward to continuing continuing our podcast next week. If you have some questions, write them down. If you have some things that didn't get answered, make a notation. We also have the questions that were asked already, and we'll pick up where we left off. Have a great Sunday. Go do something amazing. You're at Synthesis. This is a great way to begin. You're actually at the beginning of the week right now. You already had just be behind you the closing of a massive epoch, and you've been gifted everything that you need to go forward. Do well. Do great. We're with you. Wholeness.